Well, because without it, you're really just a sufferpreneur. That's what I call it. Um, to me, it's like saying you're watching sports on TV and you're an athlete. Without a team, you are self-employed, a sufferpreneur, and you don't have a business. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwintheday.com, where we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. Check us out, winthehourwintheday.com. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey friends, if you're new to the show, you want to hop over and check in the show notes, our winner's circle, a link to our winner's circle. That's where you can check out our simple proven three-step blueprint to explode your profits and crush your demanding schedule. Check it out. The winner's circle. I guarantee you're going to love it. Hey everyone, welcome to Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward. And today we have in the house a special guest, and her name is Chris Ward. (sighs) Okay, are you wondering, is there somebody else there, out there with the name Chris Ward? Yes, there is. There's many, because I tried to get .com, and that was a whole thing, but I did it anyhow. So what I'm doing here is, no, I'm not interviewing myself. We've done this before with great success, and here's the reason. What I'm doing is I'm taking little portions from other shows that I've been a guest on, and I'm sharing them with you guys. And the reason I'm doing this is because I listen to you. I listen to you. We are so lucky. We get so many reviews and testimonials online, and please keep them coming because they really determine what we do with the show. And a couple of things you guys say all the time is, first of all, you love that we it's, it's no fuss, no muss. We want you to have something that after you listen to the show, you can go try right away. And I am militant about keeping that on track. So we do that all the time. As well as you guys are so kind and you tell me that I ask great questions and you love that I'm learning with you, but I am learning with you and those are where the questions come from. I don't know if I'm a great interviewer. I like to think I'm a good student. So it's that bridge of learning that really allows for the questions to come out. So I don't have other people on that do similar things that we do. Although, hey, spoiler alert, people tell me all the time that nobody does it the way we do. It's not at all comparable. So humble brag, that's what they say. I'm just telling you what they're saying. But even if I have somebody on that does something similar, it's not a competition thing. It just makes for a boring interview because there's not that big bridge of learning, that gap. So then we're missing a really important, hugely you know, valuable topic that I'm so passionate about because I believe your business should support your life instead of consuming it. And this idea that you have to grind it out and you're like, okay, I've been grinding it out for a couple of years. So I guess I'm paying my dues. I'm almost there. Once I get past this next thing, once I get past this next thing, when you hear yourself say that, once I get past this next thing, ding, 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 that is an alarm bell. Listen to that. It is telling you something that is never going to stop. Nothing's going to change. So 
I'll tell you more about that. So we're going to hop in and out of other episodes where you hear me talking to other hosts and other shows. Cause I just think it's, you know, it's a natural conversation, a little bit more dynamic and, you know, me just chatting by myself already. We're like, I don't know, two minutes in and I think it's dry. So let's go to, I was on a podcast. I think it was a Harlan Hammock, the courageous leader. He's pretty awesome. And he was asking me just about where do you start, Chris? Where do you start? And um, why do you even need a team? So let's jump over to that. What happens for entrepreneurs is you start a business, whatever, in the infancy stage, and you're so you know, hell-bent on getting one client to three to eight. And that's great, but there is no infrastructure that falls into play. So you just, then you're trying to catch up or onboard the clients and then you need more business and then you drop the ball because you've been busy with new clients and then you're chasing the web of admin. And what people don't understand is this whole idea of, you know, creating infrastructure, which we lean heavily on with our super toolkits, that doesn't just fall into place naturally. And that's where you get into your five and six and you're still working as hard as you did the first year and you're burning out, repeating the cycle. So the win formula is all about Anything we do with me or any of my coaching clients or in our masterclass or all that stuff, it's all about how can we take things from 12 steps down to eight and constantly use our Q program, which is create, use, and edit. And also what's really important about that is the team around you, whether it's one person or two, they also should be in creation mode 60% of the time because that lifts you up. A rising tide lifts all ships. So you don't want just to take stuff off your desk, dump it on theirs, and then they're task-focused. It's really about, because whatever you do, hey, you guys out there, you know, when you climb that mountain as an entrepreneur, all you do is see the next mountain. So a quick example would be one of my clients, she's an interior designer. And when I started working with her, she was like, listen, you don't understand. I go into a room. I see the room that can't be leveraged. This is the way it is. And listen, I can't decorate my way out of a cave. I don't know if it's a girl thing, but I was not past that gene. It doesn't happen for me. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe she's right. But we started working with her and we started looking at the pre and post work and some of the admin stuff. And we slowly got her appointments down from two hours down to about 45 minutes to an hour. Nice. So then, because there was all these little teeny steps that she thought, well, this will take a minute and this will take a minute. And all of a sudden that adds up to time. So then what happened is we started blocking, she started blocking her morning appointments because she could, you know, do them in like half a day now instead of the full day. And then she started doing, you know, speaking gigs on big platforms with HGTV personalities. And she's really become an influencer, but she would have never went down that path because she was so, no, no, this is how long it takes. So again, you want to make that creation mode much more. And it's always a 60-40 win formula. Okay, another great question I was asked is like, Chris, why are teams important? Why are they good? (sighs) Don't even get me started. I could do like, oh, a six-week Netflix series on that. But let's dive into a general answer of why teams are good. Well, because without it, you're really just a sufferpreneur. That's what I call it. Um, To me, it's like saying you're watching sports on TV and you're an athlete. Without a team, you are self-employed, a sufferpreneur, and you don't have a business. Uh, one of the guests I had on my show, he talked very affectionately of his father, who was a well-sought-after carpenter. So he was on the Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. And he said, for years, people wait, were the waiting list for his dad, like to build tables and do stuff like that. And it was pricey units, like $5,000 for a table. It wasn't like, you know, inexpensive yeah. stuff. 
And he said, you know, there was no systems in play. There, all these things. When his father retired, he closed up the barn and sold his equipment, sold his hammer, sold these things that were pennies on the dollar. And he had blueprints and he had infrastructure and he could have had people assisting him. And then, you know, he gives the final stamp or he just does the, you know, the, the 30% of work that this table needs, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, all the carpentry terms, I do not know. But it could have been systematized. And that mm-hmm. man required, totally retired after all those years of having such a reputation. Wow. And he could have had a retirement. He could have, you know, he had nothing to sell. He couldn't yeah. sell the business because he was the business. He was a sufferpreneur. He was self-employed. Okay. So without a team, you got, you, you don't have infrastructure. You don't have super toolkits to lean on. You, you really just, you are a sufferpreneur. So now we're going to dive into a little bit about what are some of the mistakes entrepreneurs make when they think, all right, okay, I need to hire someone. And I dive into this here, but I also, I don't know if I answered this question, but I just want everyone out there to really think about that. It's so easy to get seduced into the fact that you think, oh, you know what? Okay, I do need some help. All right, I'll go off and hire someone or worse. I hear all the time people will say something like, well, I I hired my family friend because I trust her or whatever. And of course that blows up and nothing, no faster way than to strain or test or destroy a relationship than doing that. But what I want everyone to understand is hiring, training, and onboarding someone, that's a whole thing on itself. It's not something you just do on the side when your back is against the wall. But I digress. Let's dive into it. Well, I would tell you the biggest mistakes that most entrepreneurs make is they think, okay, I do need to hire someone. I get that. And if we get them past the fact that it is very affordable and it pays for itself and you're not waiting to reach some financial milestone, you won't get there without help. And you can so afford it in today's world. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Now, you take that out. What happens is we, for most people in the corporate world, if you think of it, it's almost a very parentified system. Think about having a, you know, a document in your hand and then you hand it to somebody. And then you sort of like, like a teacher, you lean over to make sure they're doing it right. You know, checking on them. And that creates another job. And then that's where you get frustrated. Like, I don't have time to do what I'm doing. I don't have time to babysit somebody else. Right. So what happens, I would tell you, it's really the Hiring and how you hire is a huge component because you know what it does. If you don't hire right, you're you know you you don't get a dog to do a cat's job, right? So if you don't hire right, that's that's a problem. But I would say where ninety percent drop the ball is the onboarding and training, and these things are set up in a very parentified school teacher system that comes from the corporate world. Whereas my team, you know, they really manage me. They push me forward. They get all kinds of things done. So I. I can really focus on the things that only I can do, like attending these sort of podcasts and stuff like that. And we also set them up for what we call the 60-40 win formula, that you should be in creation mode 60% of the time, admin mode 40% of the time. And now most entrepreneurs are always crawling out of the web of admin around 90% of the time, but then you don't want to onboard some tasks takers are just going to do things that you throw at them. No, you want people that think and create and that set you up for success. So that is really where most people go wrong. And if I can tell you a really quick story, Robin, for me, it was like with our podcast, we were all super excited that we were getting close to 200 five-star reviews by win the hour, win the day podcast. It's just general business. It's, you know, anything from sales to social media. Oh, we've had fantastic guests like yourself on it, Robin. So you guys have to check us out for that. 
And someone on my team came and said, Chris, I found this new site and it's, they're gathering uh, reviews from places. I didn't know you could do it. And we looked, we had over 900 five-star reviews, wow. 900. Now, just so you know, I'm a very flawed human being, Rob. And I was like, oh, it's so close to a thousand. <laughs> so, so, but what happened was because she has a component of her work week in creation mode, she presented that to us. And we're like, and it wasn't just us. We brought that to different Facebook groups and, and they're like, oh, I became the hero. People didn't know. We didn't know that you could leave reviews on Stitcher and all these other places. I'm like, holy hell. So that was, that was because how she was set up to do her work instead of taking tasks and just, you know, me giving her little mini projects. It's set up very differently. So the onboarding is huge. A common question I get a lot is, what do you think you need to have in place before you hire someone? So I'm going to share that answer with you I gave on a, another podcast. And that is something, oh, it kind of swings back and forth. People think, all right, I don't need anything. I'll, and I've talked about this in all different episodes. I don't need anything. I'll just bring somebody on and, you know, and they will manage me and get me in order. That doesn't work because they can't parent up. And then the other side of it is, oh, once I get everything, once I get, hear those words again, once I get everything caught up, I'll make systems and they'll be all fine and I'll get all that in order and then I'll bring somebody on. And that doesn't work either because ah, the systems, first of all, that's a very heavy word and I know why everyone pulls away from it because it sounds like more work and you can't even keep up now. And I totally agree. And that's why we dive into super toolkits where they're breathing documents and the slightest little tweak every day just really accelerates everything you're doing and has a bigger impact and takes time off your calendar and it just oh, accelerates all your ambitions and brings in revenue. And that's why everyone tells us we get back I don't know, something like 25 hours a week within the first month of working with us. We hear that all the time. So the idea of building something out, and I did this back in the day and say, okay, I've got this all set up. And then somebody comes in on step four and they're like, I don't have the password for this. And you're like, oh yeah, that's right. That works every day except Tuesday. And then here's the thing. And now you're over there helping them and the tail's wagging the dog, right? So those are two extremes, the two polar opposites. I don't need to have anything set up. I need to have everything set up and neither work. They do not work. They all, it, it just makes it painful and it blows up, frustrates you and derails you from the work that you want to get to. It's just another obstacle. So I dive into this a little bit here in this question of what do we need to have set up before we hire someone? So let's take a listen. Yeah. Do you think there's something that you need to have in place before you hire um, when, you're, when you're starting out? Like, is there something that you think, okay, you need to have a system or you need to have something in place before you hire a team member? Or do you think you can just go for it? Well, that's a, a powerful question because what happens for why we do what we do is so many people hire someone and then it doesn't work out because bringing extra people into a chaotic situation does make not make for less chaos. So that also lends itself to, there's a lot of organizations now that will say, oh, we have VAs for you. We vetted them. They're trained. They can type a certain amount of words per minute. And then you bring them in and then, by the way, they cost a lot more than the ones that we can get you for five, six, seven bucks an hour because you're paying for, you know, with us, we're training you and then you get your independence, you move on. With them, you're paying for a contract ongoing for them to provide these VAs. But then that person comes in. But this is the biggest, most 
oh, this is crazy. Most people think, oh, that person's going to come in and organize me and manage me. They can't parent you. They're your, you're their boss. They can't say to you the third time this week when you ask them for something stupid or you said you asked them to do one thing on Monday and now a different thing on Tuesday because you're running around like a crazy person. They can't say, okay, enough, stop what you're doing. I'm going to get you. That's not how it goes. So what happens is when more often than not, these fail and then people start saying, oh, I got them off that site that didn't work. Oh, I did this one, it didn't work. And so they start disqualifying and what I say, chasing the wrong thing. So a big part of what we do is, yes, we help you create your win team, but those super toolkits are unbelievably powerful. And that's what gives us the 90% retention rate when we find people for our clients. You know, that's the secret. So just adding chaos to you running around and thinking, you know, or another one, I hear this a lot. Oh, I'm going to hire a business manager and then they'll fix this for me. Well, what are they going to fix, right? This is your business. We need to set you up with an infrastructure that you can master and grow and breathe and create. Not, you don't need a parent. If you did, you'd still be at that job. Like that's, you know, you'd be at that yeah. job where you'd somebody telling you what to do, right? Yeah. So what can people listening put into place now to get them ready to start creating their win team? What can they do now? Well, first of all, I guess it's hard to tell you what to do, but I will tell you what not to do. And I think that's just as powerful. Too many people will jump up and say, okay, I want a VA or here's my other favorite. And this will ring your bell, Disha. I want a social media person. I want a social media manager, right? Okay, great. Let's say you're all set up. Let's say you have worked with Disha and you got it going on. You know the ins and outs. You, you, hey, you invested your money well. You know, you've worked with Disha. You know what your strategy is. You've got a plan. You're really going to rock this. And then you say, I'm going to hire a social media manager or, or assistant or whatever. So what are you hiring? Are you hiring somebody to do some graphics, to do some writing, to know the backend stuff, to post the stuff? And, and this, a lot of times people say, oh, yes, I want them to do it all. Well, whoa, a graphic person is completely different than somebody writing copy, which by the way, I don't think they should be writing your copy because your business is still new. It's your voice. There's all these different things. Now, is there a way for that social media person to really, yes, I have a social media manager and she really leverages what we do. And you've met her. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, shout out to Kazel. But here, here's some tricks. Like, you know, I found myself like, oh, responding to things, especially when you're launching something, let's say our masterclass, um, you know, our stop working so hard masterclass. People ask questions. I'm typing them out because it's new. I'm even using my thumbs on my phone. I really want to be responsive. But then you start to see pattern of there's only so many different ways I'm going to answer the same question. Right. And so then you look and you go, oh, I've got eight answers. I can give them to Kazel so then she can support me that when these things come up, copy and paste, copy and paste, because it is the same answer on a different day. Like how many times have we all seen, hey, if you could tell yourself something or what would you want to know the first year you're in business? Well, I got that answer. Copy and paste, copy and paste. So when you're really clear with that path, you can have great success. But one of the biggest mistakes people make is they just have this bucket of like nuts and bolts and socks and cake and say, Hey, here you go. Here's a bucket. I want you to be able to do all these things in the bucket. And that's where it blows up. And then you think, Oh, then I need to spend more money or I need to have a business manager. And it just accelerates and you're just burning money and missing opportunity. 
All right. In this uh, last and little final piece of an interview from another show, I just expand a little bit more about, you know, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning as well. It's not rocket science. I explained that to you, but it does have to be done in a strategic order. And let's just take a listen to that. You know, I, I made a lot of mistakes over the years. It's not hard, but it is strategic, right? It's kind of like if you imagine like, I don't know what you were like in college and, and how your cooking skills were, but it's kind of like when, if you leave home and you're young and you think, oh, okay, I'm going to make pasta. And all there is, is like you boil the noodles and you put some sauce on, but that's not complicated. It's not a difficult recipe, but if you don't boil those noodles and you just put the warm sauce on the, the cold, dry noodles, it's a very different formula, completely different, right? Inedible, right? right? So what I would say is I, there's so much learning I made over the years where even when I hired people, I was still bottlenecking myself and the business and there was problems and stuff. And, and a lot of that I think comes from the whole world in this mindset, the corporate world, wherever you are in the world, it's really a parentified system. So what happens is you hire someone and then you lean over and you check on their work. And it really is like a parent, child, student, uh, teacher, student kind of situation, right? Whereas when we create what we call a win team or what is next team, we have them lean into the 60, 40 formula as well so that they have time when I have all these ambitions, I'm moving to the next thing and the next thing. I think that they think it's expensive. And I know I did too. I thought, oh, well you, again, I think you come from the employee mindset of, well, like I can't afford to hire somebody full time. And, you know, first of all, there's so many economic options around the world that are so insanely affordable. It's unbelievable. And then also, even if you, if you're one of my clients, even if you wanted to go with someone immediately right now, full time, I, part of our onboarding and strategy and the way we roll it in is we would increase their hours weekly and roll them into full time. So I would say starting off full time is not a plan. Anyhow, it's just too much. Right. So that's a little bit of a myth is it, it is affordable. Seriously. If you can afford a coffee in your hand, you can afford this. Um, it's not, it's upside down the concept of it will take more work for you. That's just an archaic system that you have worked in yourself. And so you, you haven't seen, you know, a new modern approach to that. The other thing I would say too, is sometimes people think you have the concept of like, I've got this mess and then I'll hire someone to clean it up. Or the, the new buzzword I'm hearing a lot of is um, what is it? Online business manager, OBM. And like, oh, everything's out of control and I'm running around, I going to get an OBM. And I'm like, what is that going to do? Like, you can't bring somebody in that you're paying to parent you. They can't parent up, right? They can't clean up your mess. Okay, there you have it. Chris Ward was in the house with Chris Ward. So tell me what you think. Please reach out message me on LinkedIn. I personally will respond to you. We love your reviews and testimonials and everything, um, ratings and reviews. We so appreciate that. We, I read every single one of them and it very much dictates where the show goes. So we love hearing from you guys so very much. And uh, yeah, as I always say to my guests, where can you find more of a brilli- of your brilliance? Well, you guys, I'm uh, on LinkedIn a lot. I'm on all the socials, but I really focus a lot on LinkedIn. As well, we have this spectacular, in case you haven't heard, winner's circle to allow people to come in at a different investment uh, level and really, really, really 
just get all their ambitions to come alive and to work way less hours. I call it working school hours, right? So to make more money in less time, but really to have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it and have a lot of fun. Business should be fun and you should start the day refreshed and leave fresh and just get your ideas to execution. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, please reach out because the only complaint I ever get from my clients is they said, Chris, you should have went louder, stronger, I shouldn't have been left to suffer like this for the years I did. I wish I had found you sooner. So, ah, you know, that breaks my heart. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. So, whoops, I banged the table there. So anyhow, guys, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. 